This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. to risk their lives. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. My man. That's your. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right now on Witten Radio. Uh, today we've got a super special guest for you. We're joined by act- actress Rachel Olay. Rachel, how's it going? 
things are going really well. Thank you for having oh, you're, me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's no problem at all. I'm super excited to talk to, um, talk to you today about your newest film. Um, but my first question is, is when did you first get your start in acting? Uh, what was kind of the catalyst that got you, you know, hooked on the acting book, so to speak? Um, well, there were two things. My uh, father, he is a criminal defense attorney, and he worked all the time. And as a child, yeah, I mean, it was just all the time. And the only time that I saw him really relax was when he watched television. So at a very young age, I realized the power of, of media, that it could tell stories and that it could um, give laughter to people. And I saw that. So there was that influence. And then around the age of eight, I um, I started taking classes at uh, the Cincinnati Children's Playhouse Theater. And from there, it kind of just it pushed me forward. And, you know, initially it was just for fun and to try this out, but it kind of started uh, the, the motivation to continue. Right on, right on. Do you remember, I guess, your very first um, audition and – your very first production, what were your thoughts and emotions? Were you nervous? Were you anxious? How how did you feel? Wow, that's so, like, my very first one or, like, my first one in L.A.? Oh, your very first one. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. I know exactly. Um, So I had an agent, and so I grew up in northern Kentucky, and my agent was in Cincinnati. And there was a pretty decent market there. Um, because of Procter & Gamble is based here, so they did a lot of their casting um, for commercials there. And my first audition was for them. And I oh, wow. remember, and I didn't want my mom to go in with me. I was like, no, I can do this by myself. <laughs> like, I wanted to do it for, like, a, I wanted to be the actress and go in there. And I'm all of, like, 10 years old, probably. Um, and I remember it being much colder than I am in the sense of, like, you know, actors are very in their heads, so nobody's really engaging. Um, and it was super fast. And so, yeah, nervous, 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 nervous. But I wanted, I remember I really wanted to do it by myself to be like, I can do this. If I if I can go in there by myself without my mom, then I, can, I am an actress. <laughs> <laughs> that was me at, like, 10 years old, legitimizing myself as a credible actress. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Um, tell me about, like, your first time in L.A. Was it what you imagined it would be, or were you, I guess, quite taken off guard by kind of, like, how L.A. is? Um, honestly, I had a very fortunate embrace by L.A. Uh, you know, I've lived in various places throughout the world, um, and I adapt re- relatively quickly because I don't need a whole lot. But there was a sense of, like, when I got here that I was home and I, I immediately fell in love with the city and, um, you know, finding your footing and finding your direction as far as an actor, you know, it takes time. Um, and it takes a lot of building. There are building steps, the headshots, the reels, the networking. Um, but I definitely, the city itself, I felt like immediately like, Oh, this is a place where I want to be. It should be. Right on, right on. Yeah, I can see and that. And that's not, that's not everybody's experience, unfortunately, because it is a massive city with so many people. Um, yeah. But so I feel very, like, very, very, very fortunate that that um, was my experience. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, 
talk to you because I know that you've done such um, diverse films. Um, you know, you've done everything from horror to comedy. Um, my question is, is how do you prepare for a role? Because I know that your roles have been so vastly diverse. I mean, you've done, mm-hmm. you know, The Kingston Break, and you've done so many movies. Um, is there like a certain ritual or just a thing that you do to help, I guess, prepare you for a role and kind of get you in the mindset of the part you're playing? Well, once, I mean, if, yeah, once I've been cast, um, I just try to give them a very, very unique voice because as human beings, we're all very unique individuals, you know, um, and that makes a character interesting and believable. So it's really about going, okay, who is this person? What are their intentions? And then uh, letting a lot from there, letting a lot of like instinct guide the way. Right on. I like that. I like that. Um, has there ever been like a role that you've kind of like struggled to prepare for or struggled to get into once you've been casted? Um, I wouldn't say struggle. I just uh, more of it was some are more challenging because they're just created a little more with layers and they're a little more complex. Um, so it's not necessarily a struggle. It's more of a challenge because if the character's been written in such a way where they are really developed, it's important to me to do that character justice and to bring all of those elements and those layers and the complexities to life. Um, It's always way more fun, uh, but it does provide a bit more of a challenge. Right on, right on. Um, Is there a film, because you've um, you've done quite a a few films, uh, is there one film in particular that you've done that just really stand out to you that you enjoyed the most and have the most, I guess, fondest memories of? Oh, gosh, that feels so unfair because I, <laughs> I feel so loyal to all of, first and foremost, all of the filmmakers because, you know, I, them bringing me on board is a huge honor. Um, with that being said, uh I'm grateful to all the filmmakers I've worked with, and that's very, I mean, that's from the heart. Um, but there definitely are, like, two standouts. Um, first and foremost, uh, I, I for the past three years, I've worked on an experimental film with uh, a contemporary artist named Paul McCarthy. And oh, wow. It, yeah, and he's, he's an amazing human being. Um, he's influenced me greatly personally and professionally. Um, and in that three years, my capacity as an actress grew immensely. Um, his, whenever we rehearsed, it was always push. He always said, this push further, meaning go deeper, go deeper emotionally, go deeper mentally. Um, and so that has been, I've been able to apply that in everything now. And the content was quite um, heavy. It was um about violence and chaos and uh, the cruelty of humans. So we were dealing with very sensitive subject matter. Um, And that project in particular will probably be one of the most influential in my career ever. Um, Holy smokes. So, and that's called, yeah, that's called Stage Coach, Coach Stage. Uh, And it's uh, first going to be shown this summer in Vienna at the Vienna Film Festival. So that probably will have the strongest influence for me as an actress in general. Right on, right on. Um, I want to jump ahead and I want to talk about your newest film, uh, Granny's House. 
Tell me, uh, what was it like for you filming this film? It, it was honestly a really fulfilling creative experience. Our director, Les Mahoney, gave us a lot of creative freedom. Um, and as an actor, that's, you know, we appreciate that. I didn't feel the need to do a lot of changing or have questions in regards to the character. But when, you know, when you're on set, he lets you contribute ideas or thoughts. And for that, you know, you walk away feeling like you've contributed um, in a larger capacity. And, you know, the character, there were layers to her. So uh, I got to play with that a lot. And it was a good team. It was an awesome. Um, I also got to play opposite Bill Overs Jr., who's a big, you know, he's well-known in the horror world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And not only is he a wonderful person, but, like, being opposite of him, I could feel, like, this energy. And he, he was just totally amazing. Man, that's awesome. What, would you say that the, the process, the filming process, was particularly arduous, or would you say that, you know, filming was rather rather smooth? Did everything go according to plan? You know, honestly, it was very smooth. Um, I think we shot for roughly, like, three weeks, and it, wasn't, it was a pretty small cast and crew, nothing crazy. Um, and I think we all got – every morning – oh, that's right. Oh, my God, I just remembered this. Every morning we would eat breakfast together unless our director would give out, like, gold stars for people what they did the day before. And it sounds <laughs> a little cheesy, but it actually – it was nice because everybody felt, like, valued. Um, so there, I think there was a lot of respect amongst the cast and crew, which is super important. Right on. I love that. I love that. Um, in terms of, I guess, preparation for the role, um, we kind of touched on this earlier, but did you find that you had to do any um, extenuous uh, preparation for the role? Well, I just wanted to make sure the subtleties were there because it is a thriller slash horror film. Um, so I needed to make sure that some underlying intention was there without giving anything away. And that's, you know, that's always, um, it's significant for the storytelling and it's also fun from the, I think from a viewer's perspective, because it gives little hints here and there. So I think it was um, always understanding that there's a deeper underlying um, intention that she, my character was going for. That I, that I wanted to hint at, but not give away. So that's that, that was where the challenge was. Right on. I love that. I love that. Do you know when the film will be available, and will it be in theaters, or will it be strictly video on demand? Well, I know um, right now it's already available on Amazon and iTunes. Oh, right on, right on. Okay. Yeah, so um, those are two platforms where um, it can be viewed. Okay, great. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what would you say, is, I guess, is your fondest memory of, of working on the film? Was it particularly the, the breakfast, like you said, or was there another yeah. incident that just brings a smile to your face? Um, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it's, well, there were, there were two. Um, one, uh, there was a big fight sequence, and we were having challenges figuring out how to do it just because of the structure of the home. Because there was a big, you know, there was a big pole in the middle of where we needed to be. And and we all figured it out together and it ended up working really, really well. So it became a collaboration that by working together so um, cohesively, we were able to figure out a really significant fight scene. 
Um, so that was more in regards to the actual, like, shooting. But then from a lighter standpoint, there's a scene where I'm supposed, my character was supposed to be cleaning up blood from a carpet. But I <laughs> me personally, I was I was going the wrong direction of the carpet. And, and, and everybody, it, it was clear that this wasn't working. And I go, oh, wow. why don't I know how to, I said, I looked up and I'm like, why am I doing this wrong? And Mikey, his name is Mikey Pound. I think he was the um, AC on the film. He said, well, the only time you clean carpet is for a commercial, Rachel. <laughs> so it was just one of those moments of, like, you know, we made light of the fact that I'm an actress and I can't keep cleaning a freaking carpet. Hey, it happens. It happens. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. What's the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from the work that you've done when they see your films and they, you know, learn about um, your catalog and what you've done? Um, is there a particular takeaway that you want people to, to get from your films? Um, yeah, I think it's important. Um, storytellers, we empathize uh, and we bring to light different issues. Um, so not only from an inner, you know, I want to entertain, there's that the entertainment, bring laughter, make you feel emotionally, um, to feel something because whether it is laughter or whether it's tears, you're at least having a moment of feeling, which means you've empathized with the characters on screen in some way. And empathy is a very, very strong and rare trait. Uh, I think it's, it just, it helps us to better understand and be of other understand other people and to com, be compassionate to other people. I love that. I think that that's so yeah. true. I mean, you know, empathy goes a long way, and if there was more of it in the world and if more people had it, things would be so much different. And so, the fact that you want to inspire people—that's that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> stepping <laughs> other people's shoes and trying to be more understanding. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us about any upcoming films or projects um, that are in the works that you're able to share share details with us on. Yeah, so I shot two films at the end of last year. Um, one is called Truth, and it's literally two characters the whole time. It was written, directed, and directed by Eric Paul Erickson, and he also starred in it. Um, he and I did a film together called Last Called Murray's, that is also available on, like, Amazon and iTunes. Um, so we did that last September, and it's now almost in its final stages. So it, this year it will be going out to film festivals. So it's just called Truth. Um, and then the other film that is also, again, in its final stages and going out to festivals and um, hopefully getting distribution is called The Cleaning Lady, which is a thriller horror. Um, and John Knotts was the director who is fabulous. Um, and it's really amazing. I play a woman named Shelly, and um, she is actually a burn victim. So I had prosthetics on my face uh, the whole time. So I'm almost unrecognizable, but it is a really wonderful character piece. Gee whiz, man. Is there ever, I guess, this is kind of a weird question, is there ever a role that you've taken that you've just been like, man, I'm going to be playing something so traumatic. How do I wrap my mind around it? Because I can just, being burnt is like one of my worst fears, you know, and it's like I just couldn't yeah. imagine having to play that. It's, it, I, this is a weird question, but what, has there ever been a role that you've been like, man, that's traumatic. I'm going to get raped or I'm going to get shot in the head. Yes. Or, you know. Yeah, I, um, I honestly would go back to 
the Paul McCarthy experimental film project because of the content we were doing. It was very violent, um, blood and it was guns and knives and beatings. Um, but I don't think I was fearful. It actually made, it made me a much stronger actor and much stronger person because you realize what trauma is. You understand um, the depths of that. And I think that makes you more emotionally available to yourself and to other people. It's a little scary, I think, but by doing it, I think you just become stronger and overall creatively and personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're right because I mean, the people that have been through the most traumatic thing in their lives are probably the strongest people that I've ever met. And um, there's just something in them that just won't quit and. So you just, I guess you never really know how strong you are until you push to your limit, you know. But Yeah, you have to face some other things. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just something to, I guess, to personify that on film, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's just something. <laughs> yeah. Done. Well, Rachel, I want to thank you so much for uh, Oh, my gosh, thank show. you. You're welcome, you're welcome. And I'm all out of questions, but uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, where can our listening audience find out more about you? And um, is there anything that you'd like to say to our listening audience? Yeah. Um, so I currently have an IMDb page, which is more from a movie database where you can see all my projects. But I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And it's just my uh, first and last name, at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Alig, A-L-I-G. Um, and, yeah, I just like to make people feel <laughs> that's a wonderful thing yeah like i said if more people could you know have empathy and and just know what empathy is i mean yeah. things would be so much better because you know every man's life touches another and so you just never know yeah. how you play a bigger role in the picture of things. so that's that's yeah. true <laughs> cool well thank you so much i really, welcome, really appreciate rachel. it oh, no problem no problem at all rachel thank you so much awesome thank you thank you you're welcome. Guys, that was our interview bye. with Rachel. Oh, bye. <laughs> Guys, that was our exclusive interview with uh, actress Rachel Legg. Uh, you can listen to this on SoundCloud. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're also available for iPhone users. If you've got an Apple product of any kind, uh, download the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's available for free in the um, iTunes store. Download the app, search for our show name. You'll hear this interview. Uh, we're also available for Android users. If you have an Android phone, you can... Um, also listen to us by going to the Google Play Store, search Google Play Music, search for our show name. Again, you'll hear this interview. Lastly, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can watch this interview right in the privacy of your own home. We've got over 200-plus hours of original content programming interviews all free of charge. From the Roku Channel Store, just search for our name. Once you search for our name, download the app and you can begin streaming all free of charge.